0: all right everyone thanks so much for tuning in to today's episode before we get started we'd like to let you know that the uncommon gem podcast is an adult content show meaning we may go into explicit detail or say some explicit words when talking about today's subjects we also like to inform you that we're not paid or sponsored by any of the donations or charities in the episode we simply just are giving it a shout out and hopefully spreading the word on some good causes thanks again for tuning in and let's get on with the show <laughs> enough of that dumb bit okay folks it's the 21st episode (laughs) it's the 21st episode i'm sorry folks i had to it's the 21st episode it's an episode as 21 savage would say shout out to 21 savage it's your boy kevin estevez back at it again welcome to the uncommon gem podcast thank you for tuning in folks what a a busy week it has been for your boy you know the summer is still going in new york so things are kind of opening up but it's beautiful to see you know it's good to see people back happy again doing the things they want to do and Expressing themselves, and also it's good to see the introverts become extroverts. I feel <laughs> I've noticed a lot of a lot of introverts are out there, but man, yeah. Uh, I hope y'all are well out there. I hope y'all are enjoying this time safely, though. Please, you know that Delta variant is out there. Please be careful out there if you're listening, and please take care of you and yours. Wear a mask. You know I know it's fun and good hanging out with friends, but we are still in trying times. Trying times, folks. Again, you, you know how it goes. Sometimes I ask my friends to come on the show. Sometimes I ask people who I don't know to come on the show. Either way, they're going to be a fun and exciting person, and I'm really excited about this specific person because ever since things have opened up here in New York, I've seen this person on stage so many times. I've seen this person doing music videos, just constantly, constantly doing some creative stuff, so really a true talent. He's a rapper. He is a comedian. So folks, please welcome to the show,
1: Steve Jonti. How's it going? How's it going? Thank you for having me, my man. Welcome, welcome. How you doing, man? I'm doing pretty good. I'm doing pretty good. I'm pretty swamped, but it's it's good to be busy.
0: <laughs> right, man. I mean, so that's what I was meaning. Like I think I even went to I went to a random show at caveat and then I was like, Oh wow, this dude's dope. He's rapping, he's doing all this stuff. And I went to like another show the next week and there you were performing improv comedy, like, man, this dude is just on it. He's just going.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I can't say no to a show. Especially especially <laughs> when it's the homies. When it's the homies, it's like, all right, we're gonna have some fun, you know what I mean?
0: Especially, you know, from these comedians, you know, a lot of improv comedians. It's, it's it's family, you know. It is like family. Everyone takes care of one another. And, you know, when, when you say, I got your back backstage, it just keeps on going outside of the stage too, right?
1: <laughs> big facts. Big facts.
0: Awesome, man. Well, let's talk about you a bit, man. I mean, uh, let's let us let the people know a bit about yourself, where you're from, what you're oh, up to.
1: Hell yeah. I'm, I'm from Brentwood, Long Island. Uh, I was born in Park Slope, but I was raised in Brentwood. So I rap Brentwood pretty hard. That's like a small little town in Long Island. That's pretty fun. I've been uh, just putting the finishing touches on my album. Uh, I just dropped my little bus single and I'm going to be dropping music on Friday throughout the whole summer until the end of August, which is when my album drops. I'm not going to give the little date, but you know, <laughs> but uh, I worked pretty hard on it. Me and my homie, Cobb, we made it from scratch and it, I think it's a fun project. And I think it's a project that has a lot of personality. So I hope a lot of people enjoy it. And I'm about to be a co-star cool in the indie movie by my lovely friend, David Bell. Who directs all of my ig videos and some of my music videos so i can't wait to be a co-star in the indie film i'm pretty fucking excited about that
0: as you should be man hell yeah man you hear that folks it's gonna be a very hot summer and you got all this music definitely check out ronnie Cortado. right that's that's uh where they can find you
1: absolutely ronnie Cortado on all streaming services
0: there you go and he just put out a new single 824 actually was listening right before the show it's great it's great man i really loved it thank
1: you thank you thank you it's a remix of an old song that i did for a web series and the producer of that song, uh, he gave me the beat with all the stems. So I was just like, I was actually singing the hook because I wrote the hook. But I used a different filmmaker, I used Xavier Dolan, and he has no fucking movies for A24, which I didn't know. So I'm like, all right, <laughs> now this gives me a chance to like redeem myself. So I changed it to Rami Youssef, who has a show produced by A24. And then I got my lovely friend Cato, who's from the DMV, and then my best friend Hal, who's from Brooklyn, who's also known as Brent Knox, and we kind of just did like a remix and it's pretty fun now. Me, yeah, I like I Still to fall for I feel like i Yeah, like i don't give a fuck about who next i'm just trying to get my whole crew checks yo team said you niggas straight useless Like michael Sarah that's sipping that aloe vera and licking off mascara while talking like joke parent y'all not factory y'all niggas need a snapper i'm criminal with the keys i'm black Fiona Apple- hey, there you go. That's the process. One thing I love
0: about seeing your work, especially especially when it comes to the music videos too, you definitely involve your friends and also your collaborators upon the music too. And it's really cool to see how much you get and in people involved into all your works or projects. And as you just mentioned, you know, in that one song, you got so many people involved and just collaborate with them to such a great effort. But I really kind of want to dig into those music videos because, you know, I was watching a couple and what I like about it, man, it really does give that old school hip hop feel. You know, it feels like it's just melted down to the core of just, nah, we're just going to shoot some fun stuff and have a good time recording it.
1: Yeah, and that's... I
0: feel like, you know, we live in the the glam era of, you know, most music videos, you know, everything's got to be a stunt, it's got to be a little wacky, but you, you definitely bring it down to the basics, which I enjoy.
1: Yeah, I try, I try, I try to get the homies involved, I try to have fun. I'm not really about flashy shit, that's not really me. Uh, I got like a sense of humor, and I'm, I'm a fragile little asshole, so I try to put both of them <laughs> in all my music videos.
0: Awesome, man. Well, that's so exciting. And as you said, you know, check out Ronnie Cortado and Spotify, all the streaming services, dropping songs every Friday. That's going to be amazing. You got pretty much a whole summer set, folks. So definitely check it out. I want to ask just because, you know, it's been post-COVID. So how have you felt like as a performer, just kind of getting back into things, you know?
1: Once the vaccine like came out, I was like, all right, this is dope. Like I'm down to perform. But whenever I was like asked to perform, like in person, like without a vaccine, I was like, I don't know about all that <laughs> shit. <laughs> That's a little crazy. But um, I wasn't a fan of doing things through Zoom because my act, you know I mean, has like a lot of crowd work in it and you're grabbing suggestions from the crowd and all that stuff. So it was kind of hard to do my act through Zoom. So it's kind of a blessing to come back and do it in front of people. And it's been going pretty well.
0: Yeah, I totally agree with you. It's, it's so, the audience is so key to it. But also, you know, when it comes to improv comedy, at least on my end, it's so hard to do it on Zoom when everyone has shitty internet and you're speaking over each other and this, that, and the third. Yeah, I totally hear you. Definitely definitely better in person. So you also have a couple podcasts going on too. So you want to tell them the folks where they can check those out?
1: Yeah, right Right now, right now, I got the 89 Cavs, which is a basketball podcast with my lovely friend, Mike Zakarian and Justin Ketchins. Uh, that's on all streaming services. And then I'm also, we're on a hiatus for both Chuckleheads and Steve Gentry's Infinite Playlist, but we'll be back soon. Basically, Barlow, the other host, He's doing a lot of PA, film, crew work stuff. So you got to get the paper before you do the podcast. And then uh, we're kind of going to change the cast for Infinite Playlist. So once we get the cast right, we're going to go back into that.
0: And Infinite Playlist is a cool one, too, especially if you like music. Definitely a fun one. Um, I, every time I listen to that one, it's just fun guests talking about good songs.
1: Hell yeah. Hell
0: yeah. Awesome, folks. As always, we love to shout out some donations or services to get involved in and help some people out. Steve was very gracious enough to bring a couple on the show. Steve, you mind telling the folks what we got?
1: Yeah, so first we have my favorite coffee shop in Long Island. It's in Bayshore, Long Island called Cyrus Coffee. It's owned by a POC. Uh, most of the workers are either queer or POC. They have a lot of different beans from different places ranging from like Hawaii to Africa. Uh, even in England, they have some British like Welsh, Wales, all that shit, which is pretty dope. Right now they closed during COVID. They closed and then they were basically delivering all of their beans and I uh, like leaders of coffee throughout and now they're opening a new place and they kind of need some money and uh it's one of my favorite places in Long Island and it's a beautiful shop where you could express yourself no matter who you are or what you are which is great so uh if you go to I believe it's I don't know the email address but it hopefully. is uh,
0: I got you it's cyrus so that's c y r u s at cyrus again c y r u s direct.com
1: yes go go there give a donation go to their Instagram which is just ask Cyrus.coffee and then uh, tell them Steve Genty, a friend of a friend <laughs> tell you to give a donation. And my second donation is to the producer of my album, Ka, also known as Too Cozy. He made everything you heard on that album from scratch. Like it was wow. all a vibe. It was all us in his little apartment and we did what we had to do. It wasn't like he just played shit and was like, pick one. It was like, this is specifically for Steve. And I'm very, very grateful to have a great friend to do that. And I think, you know what I mean? My son needs some money, you know what I mean? Also, he's going to have a website soon to to give out beats and sell beats and lease beats. It's going to be Too Cozy. That's dot And then you can find him on all social media at Too Cozy, the same thing.
0: Definitely check out. Support your artists, folks. Support your coffee shop. Support your artists. You know, one thing about the show that I like is that, you know, we definitely have gone the global scale. So we've gone to other countries for donations. But I love going minuscule. I love going... Small side because you know this is obviously local to you. This is obviously of your one of your close friends too. So we love yeah, to support his, people, folks. So it, it goes far and wide. Yeah, um, and his
1: his Cash App is Good Guy Ka. It's two U's instead of O's. Don't forget that Cash App, my man. My man deserves it. Good Guy girl, Ka. I'll
0: spell it. So that's a uh, dollar sign g-u-u-d-g-u-y-k-h-a Hell yeah! Definitely check it out, folks. Well folks this is the big part of the show we always love to find out people's uncommon gems in their life. Steve, you might tell them, the folks at home what your uncommon gem is
1: yes, it is the lovely mixtape album by Pride called I don't belong here I was alone. nobody did understand so I just made me a plan to stay at home and then I came in the game and realized that I don't belong. They all told me the truth. I'm not them, I'm not you, I don't belong.
0: Uh,
1: yeah, I don't belong.
0: Right, right. This came out about 2016 by a Filipino-American rapper. And yeah, what, what about, well, maybe let's go back to that time. Is that when you first listened to that album?
1: Yes, yes. So that album holds a very special place in my heart. I know, like, a lot of people are like, yo, this album saved my life, but that album, deadass, Like, for real, held me down in a dark time of my life. So, I remember when I heard that shit and I was just like, hell yeah. Like, I just related to it. You know what I
0: mean? Yeah, 100%. I mean, especially off the first track, the artist Russell or Pride, he he really goes into his mother's death with cancer. Yes. Yes. And obviously, you know, losing your parent, regardless of how, is just a... It leaves a hole in anyone's heart, but to go through that and to hear his pain throughout the lyrics like he really invokes how much pain he was suffering during this time and i think that that energy carries over throughout the whole album as well but it, it's such a great track to start off with kind of puts you in the mindset yeah or he was an artist then too
1: such a lifeless know when that's the last time i'll see her at the funeral holding emotions
0: and getting deeper people telling you that you go to hold it down and get better and all you think about is making it and feel more pressure hearing screams over pain hearing shit day to day
1: I think his backstory also like makes that album like like hold more weight for me because I was following him ever since like he was like like a parody rapper. So like when I was like in middle school, I liked like a lot of like comedy parody raps or whatever like Weird Al type shit. So what happened was I found him and then through that he had like a comedy group and I listened to their mixtape. And I was like, yo, this guy should, like, spit for real because he's, like, doing this thing. Found out he spit for real. And then I followed him ever since. Then the dude gets signed. So he finally gets signed. I think he's, like, 18, 19, gets signed. And then this is, like, when Justin Bieber just popped off. Like, you know what I'm talking about? Like, Justin Bieber with the Subras and the bowl cut. Bugatti Ebs, Exactly. And then what happened was they kind of wanted to make him go in that direction to be, like, more of a pop star. And the music was just, like, bad. Like, it mm. was, like cringy and just like not what you would expect from deep pride and then like ever since then it was kind of like a just a downhill spiral of just like bad shit like happening to him like he got robbed lost his front Mm -hmm. teeth like crazy shit all his fans write him off mother passes away and then he comes back with like this project so it was like i felt like his back was against the wall and then he had like he lost all the money from the record label, had a falling out with his brother. So it's like, I felt like you could hear all of those feelings in the song. You could hear how anxious he is, how he doesn't trust anyone, how he's lost everything. So it was just like, when I when I first heard that shit, bro, I wish you were there. Because I was like blown away. Like, it was crazy. Wow.
0: I feel like, you know, there's so many artists too that, like you said, they have their back against the wall. And that's usually when they put out their best work because they're just like, you know what, fuck it. We, yeah. we, we don't have the time to play games. We're just gonna put all our feelings and emotions out there. One thing I really dug about how you mentioned his, like, story of industry work, too, is his very last song, and you're to listen to, like, he really delves into, like, I'm really fucking tired of this, like, industry bullshit, so I really went in my own lane and really fucked it up in my own way, and that song specifically, like, especially how, how it's the last song, like, that, because throughout the album, you he, like, definitely goes into moments of levity, like, it's not just, like, pure, oh, fuck the world, fuck this, he definitely has a couple songs where he's like, I'm gonna brag about my life a little bit here and there, but, like, in the best way he can, you know? But then once it starts winding down, you know, once he starts getting back into that emotional state, you hear that raw intensity that he came to start with. But now
1: it's just myself up in this business with some dollars to invest in an industry where I am not the best. Everybody got bangers. Everybody got dope beats. Everybody trapping. Everybody can hold heat. They all got publicists. They all got them blog posts. They all got investors. And I'm here working all alone.
0: It's really a fun listen. It's a cruiser, too. It's not that long. It's maybe like Mm -hmm. 40-ish minutes i love that, albums that are like of that length you
1: know yeah it's short and sweet and you get like you get a little bit of everything you get you could be in your bag you know what i'm saying you you could be in love you know what i'm saying and then you could laugh like that's that's what I, the beauty of, of all of it to me you know what i mean it's cool
0: having not known about this artist because you, you had introduced it to me when you recommended it for the show but it's cool not having known about this artist because we live in such a weird state of rap where you don't really get this anymore you don't really get this kind of album or mixtape anymore of someone just going in and like not so much about bragging about the new Bugatti they bought or whatever it may be, just really going in about things ongoing in their life. So has that like been the biggest takeaway that you took away from this artist? Like, Oh, it doesn't have to be just about that in your own music.
1: That is a good takeaway. But what I mostly took away from this album is that you're able to have like different styles and express yourself in different ways. And it can still sound cohesive. Mm. That's like the major thing, because like growing up, like usually an album like the albums I heard growing up, whether it's like Supreme Clientele or like albums produced by like just one producer, you know what I mean? Or like Mad Villainy is just Mad Lib. It's like this this dude got like a whole bunch of different people and it still sounds great. And he had like different songs. It wasn't just him doing one kind of thing. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So that's kind of what I took from that album. 100% 100%
0: also yeah like the way it flows it just really flows well how because there, there are a couple songs where he's singing and he sings very well and <laughs> it's not so much just a rap heavy album and I really like that he can mix that match perfectly not too many artists can do that I really do want to shout out the production too I know he got a couple different producers for each song but honestly this is some really good production for an album I had no idea about and then immediately <laughs> been blown away about it for afterwards you know
1: <laughs> like the fucking beat on aggressive here with nothing i came here with nothing Mm. and then it just dropped i came here with (laughs) that was my i used to play that shit like before every single show i did or audition like that song is crazy (laughs) the hype track is the hype track for sure i'm also
0: uh philium shakespeare is the one that stood out to me just because like it is a smooth beat, but also the hooks and the song is just really, it just goes really well together.
1: That's my second favorite right there. I love that. The hook is crazy. It's a cute verse, so it's like such a great song.
0: And then you two, I think you two is probably the most fun I had listening to just because I was like, okay, the hook is just funny as hell. Just fuck you and fuck you too. Mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> and even the the flow hits on the I can't lie, I can't yeah. fib, take it to the crib, you know, I live. Like that flow <laughs> is nuts. That flow is nuts. got tell myself I'm gonna make it. I can't lie, I can't fib, come to the crib, let me show you how I live. Trying to get a mink that's pink
0: like go to camera, mashed potatoes, marinated salmon on my plate straight
1: I work hard I play the hardest like the kick just kicking the bass the fucking verse like the hook go bark it's, got-
0: it's good it's good I'm really glad you mentioned how was a parody rapper before because I feel like that's such an important thing I don't want to say that he's still like doing the parody raps in his music in this album specifically but he definitely has a fun tone you know like he definitely carries that same fun energy and you can tell he comes from that background I honestly like it kind of scratched like a childish Gambino itch where like he was making jokes in his raps like that and i was like oh that's pretty good you know I- i'm glad to now know that he was a parody rapper going into this because uh, if you had not told me that i really thought this is like one of his first stuff like this is not a parody rapper this is a rapper rapper mm-hmm. but that's really cool to see that that transformation
1: it's like i feel like most of the rappers i do enjoy like have like a like a sense of humor like mf doom Ludacris, childish Gambino. Mm-hmm. so i appreciate like a sense of humor in the, the music. So when I try to put my homies on, they're like, I don't know about this one. <laughs> they're like, I don't know about this one, dog. You might be on your own island with this joint. You know what I mean? Cause I, I think uh most people are bothered by like his voice mm. because it's like kind of like high and nasally, but I don't mind it. I I I appreciate a rapper that doesn't sound cool. I think more people should appreciate rappers that sounds cool. Because I feel like all the rappers that sound cool, they get away with saying whack shit. You know what I mean?
0: You hit it on the money. I really felt that way about Chance the Rapper. I really, like, honestly, it wasn't until Acid Rap, obviously, that was his biggest one. Um, But it wasn't until Acid Rap where I really was like, okay, you know what? Dude is spitting, though. Like, I had to yeah. give him that. And, For sure. yeah, even though his voice does get to me sometimes. But... <laughs> <laughs> So, yeah, I, I kind of want to like dig into where you think it stands now, like especially it being a couple years removed, you know? How does it hold up
1: now? So, when I recommended it to you, uh, I listened to it and I'm like, it's still pretty dope. But, you know, there's like a little, there's like a little cheesy bars or like ref, like little meme references or little lines that are like, oh, that is definitely of its time. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> right. But like once I heard the album again, I was instantly in that spot I was in 2016. Like I was instantly back in a Bushwick apartment with like (laughs) two dudes I did not like who are kind of semi-racist. And then I was just like, all right, where do I stand in comedy? Do I really belong here or am I a diversity hire? And then I literally dropped out of college to do this and I came here with absolutely nothing. So it's like, I think it holds up for me being very selfish (laughs) And for me, overcoming that dark moment. So I'm like, all right, this album is dope. But like, has it aged well with other things? Eh,
0: Not necessarily. (laughs) We have to remember, folks, 2016 was a way different time, even though it was not that far ago. (laughs) One thing I definitely wanted to uh, talk about is if the music videos, if you watch any of his music videos, for the album.
1: I've seen um, Aggressive. I've seen Nuff Said. Nuff Said was pretty dope. There was a music video. I sound like a hardcore stan right now. There was a music video <laughs> for YouTube, but then it got taken off. It was like he was like kind of doing like some like boy band shit. It was it was cool, but I don't know why he took it down to YouTube.
0: You know, watching those videos too, like you kind of get a better sense of his energy. Definitely, the one where in aggressive where they jumped the kid. I I mean that's just you know it, it again like like I was talking about with your music videos. It definitely like doesn't have it, it's a new thing at least a new thing that you don't really see in rap music for as far as like fun music videos go, you know,
1: for sure. For sure.
0: What about like, you know, cause as you mentioned, you know, it it is a sad album. So like, what about that opening track? Did it make you realize about how like that emotion and that feeling can play off in music? Like that, did that really like strike anything to you?
1: Yeah. Yeah. It's like, it's like, I feel like certain rappers get in the booth and they kind of put like a voice on and like, I'm like, Oh, it's like, if you're really feeling this emotion, if you like rap with that emotion, it could be as powerful as someone acting in the booth. So it's like he was being authentic. And that's kind of what I like about the album, because I feel like throughout when he's saying he's anxious, you could feel that he's anxious. Like, mm-hmm. I think the the intro, like he sounds really defeated. And then I think the, the same year, actually, I think it was in 2016. Solange had a seat at the table. And then Lil Wayne did the verse on that, and he sounded like he was done too. Love, yeah. But I got a lot to be mad about, got a lot to be a man about, got a lot to pop a sand about. I used to ride hammer downs, and now I rock stand the crowd. But it's hard when you only got fans around and no fam around. And if they all then they hands is out and they point fingers. When I- so I, at that point, I was just like, yo, if I'm feeling low, I might just get on a beat like like i'm done so it was great to hear that and also like most intros are like usually when someone's like yo i'm the best right now so for him to be like yo hold on <laughs> my let life t- sucks yeah <laughs> let me tell you what happened with me and my mom's right quick yeah. so i was like all right that's really dope
0: yeah man i love that you say that defeated energy too there's many rappers that do pull it off you know kendrick definitely comes to mind especially with the ch- way he changes his flows but it's like kind of reverse in that way because the way this album ends is like, nah, I'm going to get mine. It doesn't matter like where I'm at. Yeah. I I really like that, you know, reverse effect because you know, when you start with a sad song like that, you're kind of like, man, am I in for a bummer? And I really feel like people, especially like people who are not used to the genre of music really don't give it a chance after that first song. I'm like, nah, like if you really give it a listen and really see like that journey he went through, how it plays off in the album is beautiful. You got to love it. Have you been like keeping up with his music now? Do you feel like he's still like in that same lane?
1: I have been keeping up with his music, and I'm a big fan of the direction he's taking now because it's more like uh, R&B. It's like smooth. I do wish he would rap. All of my favorite rappers didn't do this. They just tend to start singing, which is crazy. I really enjoy his project Carnival. I felt like that was like Carnival and Lovely were like okay. Lovely is the best of him singing, and Carnival is the best of like the the hype rap. So I really enjoy those two projects. And he just recently got signed, which is dope. So like right. he like wiped up all his music on streaming services or so just the singles that are for the record label. So I'm happy to see him finally get to a label that's allowing him to be him because it definitely seems like he's having fun with these songs. So I can't wait to hear his next project. I think he's so consistent and so underrated. And I feel like he should be famous because I feel like every project he has like legit has like hit on it it's kind of crazy that he hasn't been able to be like a global thing
0: it's just you know sometimes in this game you know there's just certain people holding you down that's the that's the unfortunate part of it but i'm glad he's still sticking to it like i I don't know about you folks but hey if you love your art just keep it going you know like just keep chipping at it honestly it's gonna believe me there's gonna be some hard times but that's that's the process right that's the journey right
1: (laughs) as a fact as a big fact
0: (laughs) (laughs) this is a mixtape correct yeah Mm mm-hmm So I feel like there's this thing with artists, especially rappers, how when they put out their mixtapes, that really is their best work. And I feel like, how do you feel like this compares to, because obviously we can go to like, you know, Gangster Grill's mixtapes, Lil Wayne's mixtapes. They're all like some of their best works, right? Mm -hmm. How do you feel like this mixtape defines mixtapes though? You know what I mean? Like, this is obviously very more emotional. Do you feel like more artists should like approach it this way?
1: Yeah, and I feel like there were certain musicians that approached their mixtapes in that way. Like I would say like Kevin Abstract's first mixtape, the MTV joint was kind of like emotional too. So, or you could say like the the early Charles Hamilton mixtapes were kind of like in that realm where they were kind of getting personal with it. But I feel like compared to his other mixtapes, I would definitely put a top three. I definitely think it's better than his like first album. So when he got Hmm. signed, he had an album called Mars. I definitely like that. You could buy like a hard copy type shit. I definitely (laughs) think this is better than that. But he has another album that he considers is like his debut album, like his real debut album, which is just Russell. I think this one is better than Russell. So I would put gotcha. it up there in his discography.
0: Is there like a certain uh, verse or a certain bar that like hits you the most? Like, is there like a certain one you're always just like, damn, that
1: just like was the one. He said, I went through depression, it came out a monster, like, ooh, and he, <laughs> and he said that shit, I was just like, yo, I could get out of this funk, like, I could I could do something, you know what I mean? That one is crazy. I love the whole, like, concept of Chelsea Booster, gotta get my money right, you know what I mean? And he's just he's just like, yo, when I'm gonna rock these boots, I feel like a fucking rock star, you know what I'm saying? I don't know, there's so many, there's so many. It, I think it's it's more about the feeling of when he says it than the lines like like when he's like I pour Hennessy down shorties cuz I don't trust them that's not that good of a line but when you when he says it it's like oh like they did him filth you know what I right, mean Right. Like, I got caught slipping 4 years ago like like you hear it like he's like <laughs> I mean so it's not like it's not the lines but it's like the way he he kind of just delivers them
0: I wish I could invoke the amount of energy that man has behind his voice but it, you definitely feel it you feel all of it Especially when it's not just, you know, aggressive emotions. It's also, like, happy emotions. When you feel, like, his glee, you feel it, too.
1: And I love I love the little skits when he's, like, the circus person. Like, ladies and gentlemen, like, how he flipped his voice and doing all those little... I think that shit is hard. Like, on my <laughs> album, I got other people to do that shit for me. I'm like, yo, fam, it was just d pride. <laughs> like, yo, that's crazy. <laughs> like, he, yo, he bodied. He, there's a leftover track. I think it's called... Like, how does that feel? Or how about now? That shit was crazy. Like, that shit didn't get, or how it is now. I don't remember. Don't, don't quote me on it. But <laughs> the, the fucking leftover track that he had was nuts. That, and then he had, um, I think it's Beautiful Life. <sighs> Come on. That's, those two leftovers was crazy.
0: I love that you mentioned skits because I feel like too many rappers have gone away from skits. I miss skits and albums. I miss I've I that little like break in between an album. But man, yeah, I, I agree. He definitely has the fun with the skits in this one. One thing I like about, especially listening to this for the first time ever, I feel like you know you, you always have that moment where you're like, damn, I don't think I like listening to this album on my headphones. But then you see the artist live and you're just like, holy shit. Nah, this is like the, the way to see this artist, their better live performance. I think the thing about Russell that I enjoyed so much though is that It kind of felt like I was getting the concert performance while listening to this whole album. Like, I love that artists can be that visual without the visuals, you know, like, and I feel like he really adds that sense. Yeah. Did you also have that kind of like feeling whenever you listen to it, too?
1: Yeah, I have this like, this is gonna sound really weird, but I have like this, like feeling in my mind, like when I'm hearing a song and it feels like a rap verse. I could always tell when the dude just stand and read it and then compared to when the dude is like moving. And I felt like when he was recording it, like he was like, when he's like, I can't lie. I can't fit. Like, you know, he was moving with it. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, like that's, Folks, that's you could, like, you
0: couldn't see it, but Steve was definitely shimmying right now. Yeah. <laughs> it was great.
1: <laughs> like if, if you ever hear anything on my album and you're like, Ooh, that was like a different, that was a different flow. Steve did. I was either like doing this with my shoulders or like bending my knees. Like it was something. Hey. So I felt like throughout the album when he hit like Jiggy flows, like the shit about the diner, he had mm. to be just. Yeah, you know I mean, just moving me with it. That's the other thing,
0: too. I feel like a lot of rappers nowadays, they kind of can't handle the dancing vibe of a rap song. You know, there's a lot of rappers that are just straight lyrical miracles and use vibe. You can't really dance to it, but you can vibe to it, you know. And I think Russell definitely hits a couple beats here where you're like, okay, wait a minute. Okay, okay. <laughs> like, start getting yeah. into it. <laughs> uh, lyrical Miracles. Check out my MF Doom cover band coming up soon. Uh- <laughs> <laughs> I wonder how, especially because I'm sure, you know, there's so many young kids that listen to this. Because as you mentioned, parody rap can definitely lead for a lot of young people to check it out. And then kind of, that's how a lot of people got Weird Al Yankovic. That's how a lot of people got into other parody rappers too. So I really wonder, like, what his journey means to other people coming up, you know? Like, that's going to be exciting to see how knowing people can rap about their true personal life and struggles. Seeing how that can evolve in the new, like, mainstream media. Or even underground media too, you know. Uh he definitely was underground during this recording, so he definitely gotta give him his prop. Steve, any last words for the people about I don't care, the album by Russell?
1: I would encourage to everybody that's listening to like check the album out. You know what I'm saying? None of my homies fucked with it. Uh but you might fuck with it. I think it's <laughs> I think it's I think it's a fun project. I think there's a lot of personality to it. I think even if you think it's a little corny or cheesy, you could kind of see the talent in the musician from doing the skits, from singing the hooks, from rapping the verses. Cause it's not like, sure there's like cheesy lines, I guess, but it's not like he's whack at rapping. Like he has a right. technical ability to rap at a high level. So also one of the most brilliant parts of this, and you don't know because you're not familiar with the work, he samples himself. On the Lost and Found interlude is another song from his mixtape, Plan Plan A. So he flips it and raps over it. So it's kind of like a sequel to that song. And I thought that when I first heard that song, I thought that shit was fire. Like um, um the original, I think it's Girl From Back Home or Girl From Home. But Lost and Found, I'm like, yo, I'm happy you flipped your shit and rapped on it instead of doing some pop shit. I think like he didn't just give you 12 tracks. Like he got in the space and put something together that's cohesive. So I would recommend you try it. And also it's like support the Asians. There's not a lot of Asian rappers. And I think... He's very talented, and I think he should break through. it. Yo, Russell, if you have, if you've been listening to this right now, man, I fuck with you, my guy. <laughs> Real check shit. it out. Check it out. Respect in
0: love. Yeah, man, I, I agree, man. Especially with the way you mentioned how each track really feels like he really sat with it and made sure it was good to go. You just feel like throughout the production, throughout the lyrics, and all that, like this definitely took time for each one of these songs.
1: And what's what's really beautiful about this project that it got him his fan base back because he was coming mm. back from doing the. The fake pop music so from from this project on it was just like up for him
0: we love a comeback story so fucking much i i'm always about the underdog getting their shine and there you go russell russell's definitely the underdog in this one but he's back he's back at it and he's still rapping i i listened to this album via youtube but you can definitely just search i don't belong here by pride p-r-y-d-e and it'll definitely come up for you so Steve, I want to ask just because we had our friend Frank on the other day, and he's also a fellow rapper. So I want to ask while you're on the show, do you mind giving us your top five currently of all time?
1: Like my favorite, or like for real top five? Yeah, we, we can do both if you want. We can do we can do that. <laughs> okay, so if this is my favorite, if we talk about my favorite right now, in no order, Vince Staples, Tyler the Creator, Jay, Killer Mike, and. I'll put, fuck it, I'll put LP up there too. I'll put both for the jewels. But if we're talking about like all time, like like all time, I'm probably going to say Jay, Nas, Big, Yay, Little Wayne. Steve, do
0: you mind telling the folks again where we can check out these donations?
1: Yeah, so you could donate to my lovely friend Ka at goodguyka at Cash App and his website will be coming soon it's going to be toocozy.com Uh, if you need a lisa beat purchase a beat just go over there and then for cyrus you can go to the instagram cyrus.coffee and then click email or contact and then just let them know steve Genty recommended you send them any donations i believe they're gonna have a gofundme page coming up soon so you can also donate to that
0: and where can they check you out, man? Gotta let the people know where they can
1: find you. Hell yeah. You can find me on Instagram, at YoGenty. That's Y-O-J-E-A-N-T-Y on Twitter. It's just my name, Steve Jenty. S-T-E-V-E-J-E-A-N-T-Y. And make sure to be looking out every Friday for Ronnie Cortado. Um, I'm going to release the pre-save links on Monday. Pre-save each joint. I'm going to be here till the end of August dropping tracks. So make sure you're, you're up to that. Ronnie Cortado on all streaming services.
0: There you go, folks. Wherever you're listening to this episode right now, you can go literally type in Ronnie Cortado and start listening to the jams right away. Definitely check out a 242 too. That's a hot new track. It's really good stuff too. Thank you. Thank Steve, you. thank you so much again for hopping on the show. Do you have any last words for the people before you head out?
1: Yeah. Have fun making whatever you want to make. Don't overthink it. Don't let anyone put you down. And if they're putting you down, keep it pushing. You feel me? Hey,
0: thanks so much again, man. Everyone take care. Have a great week wherever you're at. Or day, whatever you listen to this. I don't know. You know, who, who am I to tell the future? All right, y'all. Peace. We'll see you next week.